I think one of our strengths is what I always talk about, activating the Valley, right? It's not just activating the Valley. It's activating the alumni base, right? This is one of the largest universities in the country, right? We can reach more people than basically any school in the country if we utilize each other. If we all just put in a little bit, not a lot. If everybody just does a little bit, this place can be special. Kenny Dillingham, the new head coach of the Arizona State Sun Devils, on with Burns and Gambo yesterday here on Arizona Sports. Big day for the Sun Devils, capping uh, Kenny Dillingham's first national signing day. 46 new players in total, 26 from the high school and junior college ranks, 20, or 26 uh, yeah, and uh, 20 transfers uh, coming in here to talk about the class, its impact, and uh, what moving forward. Chris Cartman from Sun Devil Source, their publisher, joins us here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Good morning, Chris. How are you? I'm doing fine. It's been uh, quite an unbelievable pace for the last couple months. I don't know how Kenny Dillingham and these coaches managed. Yeah, and and you had to keep up with all of it. And, and yesterday, obviously, the highlight of it was getting the commitment from Jaden Rashada, who left Florida, coming to his father's alma mater, a very highly touted uh, quarterback recruit. Um, and, and I know you can, once the Florida thing kind of broke apart, there were people such as yourselves kind of projecting this to happen. So not not a big surprise, but how big is this for the program? Well, it's massive. Uh, from a PR standpoint, uh, there's nobody that's going to come even close uh, to getting the type of attention. Quarterback, of course, the most important position. This is the, the highest-ranked prospect by a new coach in his first class at ASU this century. And there's some big names on that list because uh, Merlin Robertson, Todd, Todd Graham, you had DJ Foster, uh, and then uh, you have even prior to that, uh, they, they had, um, you know, one of the one of the better Sun Devils of all time, I would say, as far as like what, what uh, or at least in recent years, I would say, uh, with, with Omar Bolden, who mm-hmm. everybody remembers his commitment when he flipped the, the USC hat and all that stuff. So um, when you get a guy of this caliber, and especially – at that position, uh, on top of what they already have in, in the room via the, the transfers of Drew Pine and uh, Jacob Conover, uh, they've significantly improved their depth and their talent at that ultimate key position, and that projects well to everything else that you're trying to do in recruiting. Do you do you think Jaden Rashada, as this highly ranked recruit, is going to be good enough, quick enough to compete in a quarterback-loaded conference next season? What exactly should the realistic expectations be? Well, I'm not going to rule that out. I, I can't say yes. So much of that comes down to what's between the ears. Um, do you have the, the maturity and do you have the ability to learn that quickly? Um, the thing I like about Kenny Dillingham, that's one of, one of the more important things here as it relates specifically to the offense, right, is he doesn't make things very complex, and yet they have the ability to generate a lot of open guys in the passing game. And that's something that uh, Rob Likens, who probably – didn't get enough credit for it when he was at ASU with, with Jane Daniels as a freshman. And then subsequently, things got more complex. It got actually a little bit harder uh, for, for Daniels in the passing game. And then they had some, some problems, really, that resulted out, uh, off of that. And uh, I think that Dillingham coming from the Mike Norvell coaching tree, uh, it, 
very clearly they do a great job uh, developing Bo Nix and others before him at uh, being able to uh, not have it be overly complicated, give them a really sort of a personnel-friendly approach uh, to, to playing the game, but still can be explosive and dynamic. And so those things enable someone like Jaden Rashada to be able to come in and uh, have a little bit easier pathway. Now, it's very difficult, right, when you have Drew Pine. He was 8-2 and two as a starter at Notre Dame. That's pretty impressive. And then, of course, uh, you have Trenton Bourget coming back. He was a, a solid starter playing with an injury last season that people really didn't know that much about. Uh, he had surgery on his foot after the season, and that was a tumultuous season with multiple coordinators and all kinds of things that they had to change in the middle of the year. So uh, I don't know what's going to happen, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun covering it. Chris Cartman, publisher of SunDevilSource.com, our guest here on uh, Bickley and Murata Mornings. With Rashada, I mean, obviously people have followed the story. He was at Florida. He had the NIL deal blow up, and it was a very lucrative NIL deal. So now that he's at Arizona State, Chris, and we know this is part of the mix now, how much pressure is on this Sun Devil Collective, you know, the alumni base, to uh, to get Jaden Rashada paid, which still sounds weird for me to say yeah, it out loud, but it. I mean, that, that's one of the checklist items now. How, how, much pressure is, how much pressure is on? So this is actually one of the most impressive things about kind of how they're building a roster at ASU. You mentioned the 46 new players or whatever, and it's hard to keep track of. Um, none of those guys were financially induced by the collective uh, to, to, to come to ASU. And, and that includes Rashada. Um, now, of course, the star players are going to expect that they're going to be getting compensated. And the collective did a good job from a market value perspective of taking care of both uh, Jalen Conyers and Elijah Badger, who that kept uh, ASU's top two uh, skill guys in the fold who, who had remaining eligibility, right, on offense. And um, they're – their culture, I think, is the, is the thing that people aren't talking enough about. Because let's say that Jaden Rashad or somebody like that uh, gets gets a, a, a big deal, six figures or more, uh, comes in, sits the bench for two years, and you got a starter that's making less than that, or that, that that's happening at other positions. There was a lot of talk into how many millions of dollars that went toward Texas A and M's signing class. Right, everybody yes. knew that was like a really big thing that happened in college football, and then they ended up having massive cultural problems in addition to their quarterback issues wow. that undermined the entire thing. And wow. if you don't have many, many, many millions of dollars to be able to give pretty much all your players at least you know a few thousand dollars a month up to ten thousand or fifteen thousand a month for your better players, which ends up becoming a lot of money in a hurry, right? You you risk basically sabotaging yourself when you're trying to speak from a an honest mm-hmm. standpoint about the value of all your players. Everybody understands that your stars are getting paid uh, quite a bit of money as much as they can actually, but to go and try to buy guys from with a collective from a collective perspective. Um, when you don't even have a bunch of millions and you're trying to set the right foundation to what you're trying to build, I think doesn't really make a lot of sense. 
And they didn't have to do that in this case, which I think is very important to trying to get things uh, started in the, in, in the right place. That's such a great point because you, you see in any workplace how chemistry can just spiral in the wrong direction if there's one person who's getting everything. And no, it, it, it's it, that's a very relatable anecdote uh, that you're right. They could tear apart a football team. All right. You know, we've had a lot of optimism surrounding a lot of previous hires. Um, we, we've heard a lot of this before. We've had coaches come in and hit all the key talking points from Cap from Camp T to Pat Tillman. What makes you think Kenny Dillingham is different? Uh, several things that are really important. First, I mentioned uh, the, the culture, but I think part of that comes from having a uh, a very detailed understanding of ASU and the Valley specifically. Um, it, they're not learning a bunch of things as they're hitting the ground, trying to move a million miles an hour, trying to do all these other things. Like they already have this, this natural organic perspective on what's important at ASU locally in the PAC 12. Uh, They understand staffing to the state and to the region. They understand schemes at a very high level that is uh, contemporary um, and and, and recruiting uh, oriented to the region. So the last four coaches at ASU, they haven't been able to check all of those boxes. Some have had one or two of those things, but not all of them. Now, you have to go really back to probably Bruce Snyder. And then the other thing I think is super, super important is you have to be able to push kids hard and honest but also hug them and love them up. And what's happened at ASU is you had on one end of the spectrum, Dirk Cutter and Todd Graham, you know, kind of my way or the highway. And at the end of a year or two or three, the players were like, okay, we're not getting the love and it doesn't feel authentic. And at the other end of the spectrum, you have the players' coaches who are still permissive and tolerant and, hey, it's on you guys. You decide if you want to be go out there and be great and if not, okay, fine. You have to be able to be able to service both of those things and walk the middle line of pushing kids hard, hugging them up, Dillingham, everything that he says, every every conversation that he has is about we're going to work harder than, than, than you ever have, but but we're going to love the process of working hard. We're going to fall in love with that. And I'm doing this because it's in your best interest, which is also in our best interest. And I think he articulates it in an extremely uh, um, persuasive way that has a lot of value and probably hasn't been the case at ASU since at least Bruce Snyder. Yeah, Chris, great stuff as always. Thank you so much uh, for joining